Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Over the course of the weekend, uh, we have certainly seen U.S.-Iran relations uh, become even more tense. It's been building for some time after attacks on two oil tankers last week. The Secretary of State and U.S. President have been saying that Iran was responsible. Allies asking for more evidence. Uh, now Iran uh, says it will break the um, uh, uranium limit from the nuclear deal in 10 days. To talk about all of this, uh, Ferry de Kirchhoff is with us, senior fellow, faculty of social sciences, graduate school of public and international affairs, University of Ottawa in with us now. Ferry, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. With pleasure. Give us a brief synopsis. What happened with these two oil tankers uh, earlier on last week? And, and, and what do we know? What sort of evidence do we have? Well, it, it seems there's a lot of conflicting evidence. We saw this kind of black and white video that the American put up and didn't seem to confirm whether it was, in fact, a, a floating mine or whether it was something that was above the line. Uh, so there was, there's a lot of confusion. So I, I, I think that the whole, the big issue is evidence. And of course, when you think of the uh, the invasion of Iraq based on flimsy uh, flimsy uh, evidence presented by Tony Blair and George Bush the son you tend to start being about concerned about the quality of the evidence that is produced and when i see mr pompeo the secretary of state claiming right from the beginning it's uh, it's Iran. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's rather hard to believe. And when you see the Europeans and even the UN saying that they would like to see more evidence before condemning Iran, the, the key question is why, unless it's a rogue element of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, which I do not exclude up in show, why would Iran want to ex- exercise that kind of action to heighten tension? Uh, they, you know, it's, that's where I don't get it, and, uh, and, and I'm very suspicious because of that. Now, this being said, if there is a rogue element, he's really playing a very dangerous card because provoking the U.S. is not going to have any positive impact. And, and so I think that, that's the first question. The second one is the whole gamut of relationship between Iran and the United States, which go back uh, to the days of Mossadegh when the, when the Americans actually uh, brought him down because they were concerned of the kind of nationalistic regime of Mossadegh in the 30s, and then, uh, and then the subsequent, uh, the, the, the famous uh, caper that Canada did after the takeover of the embassy by Iran after the revolution. So all of that paints a very dark picture. Then we get the joint common program of action, that is the nuclear deal that Obama negotiated, which divided considerably the U.S. public opinion and the Congress, but was in a a kind of a way a bit of a miracle of, of diplomacy to the extent that that's when Obama managed to bring 65 countries imposing sanctions on Iran all the way to China, Russia, and of course the European and others. So that was a major, major event. And of course, with Trump in power, you've got the Trump who wants to debase or demolish or abolish whatever Obama has succeeded because he knows Obama was a, a, an admired president and he is always under 40 or 42% in the public opinion of the U.S. There's a dismantling deliberate by, by Trump that would make it plausible that they would provide fake news when it, or fake evidence or uncertain evidence when it comes to, to Iran. The question also is the way we depict Iran is seen from the West. I, I have no joy with theocratic government, but I do believe that 
Rouhani, the president, when he signed the GCPOA, at considerable sacrifice for Iran because they had to dismantle the Iraq plan. They had to, they had to do, they had to reduce the centrifuge to a considerable extent. I won't go to every single detail, but the GCPOA was an extraordinary success in terms of pressure on the regime on Iran. And, and, and so the, the fact that Trump walked out of it and reimposed re a series of sanctions making life extremely difficult for the Iranian with the impression that they want to affect regime change is, is, is yet another case of diplomacy being trumped by the, 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 the military approach, the threatening approach, the sanctions approach. And that's not the way you deal with a country that has, uh, you know, unfortunately because of the regime today, people forget they have a, a wonderful, lengthy civilization, a high degree of culture, brilliant people. That, that's where I'm very, very concerned about what goes on. And all that to satisfy Donald Trump's uh, desire to, to really demolish Iran. Now, as I said, I'm not going to defend the regime. The regime it tortures. The regime has its famous Evan prison. I know I've seen it because of my first posting was Iran. Uh, so I, but, but the point is that's not the way to handle Iran if you want to get it the way Obama was trying to bring, him, bring it back in the concert of nation. But there's, there's some serious concern. I'm not denying that the ballistic uh, missile that they've developed are threatening, but they're not threatening beyond the, the region. Uh, the, 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 what the, the words of certain Iranian leaders towards Israel, of course, pump a lot of angst. But this being said, Iran doesn't have nuclear power, nuclear weapons, and Israel has them. So the, the, the balance of force is, is, is certainly not in favor of Iran. Then you tie that in with John Bolton's who, he, when he, before he became the national security advisor to Trump, had already actually suggested that the West should bomb Iran instead of negotiating with it. Not particularly a brilliant, a brilliant tactic or strategy. But I, I, I think the, there's, there's so many issues that one, one would have to cover to understand deeply the whole, the whole dimension. But for instance, the West, and particularly the U.S. administration, paints the war in Yemen as equivalent between Saudi and Iran. And I'm sorry to say, but it is the Saudi who are entirely responsible for the famine, for the sufferance of the Yemen people. I'm not saying that the Houthis are, are, are good people in any way, but Yemen is not a military terrain for Iran. They do support the Houthi against the, 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 the successor to President Saleh and to the, to the Saudi supporters. But, but that doesn't mean that Iran has the same level of engagement in, in Yemen than the Saudi has. Unfortunately, with Donald Trump, it's all for their, the, the friends of Saudi Arabia. Trump still doesn't want to even confirm to Congress the, the, the American intelligence on the way Khashoggi, the journalist, was assassinated, dismembered. So we're talking about a relationship that is going to be worse and worse when, in fact, there would be a chance to, to evolve in a different direction. And it heightens the divide between the Europeans and the U.S. because the Europeans are desperately trying to find a way to make payment and trade with Iran without having to get through the, the dollar. But the dollar is still reigning supreme when you talk about international commerce. So all of that heightens the, 
that, that what I would call, in a broader sense, the withering away of, in fact, the international liberal order that is being damaged by Trump, and we cede the, 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 the territory and the, uh, the initiative to uh, the Russian and to the Chinese. I think that war in Yemen, that attitude to Iran, is only weakening the West and for, for not necessarily valid causes. So I, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm delighted to hear your question because I think I've given you a general outlook here. So who is, who is responsible for hitting those two oil tankers? Who would benefit from that? Well, I, I think that, you know, sabotage could very well be in the minds of the Saudis themselves. Uh, the Saudis have sufficient uh, capabilities to do that kind of thing, but I will not accuse them officially because I'm not sure, you're not sure. I did mention right from the beginning the, in the, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard who are taking advantage of the crisis to reduce the influence of the reformers, the more liberals in, uh, in, in Iran, and hold sway more than, than before. And don't forget, the IRG are controlling vast swath of the economy. So they were not in favor of the nuclear deal. It's, it's only because Khamenei, the supreme leader, said at the end of the day it would be better for Iran. But right now, all bets are off since, uh, the, 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 since uh, Trump uh, disowned the, 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 the agreement. And so for, for the IRG, uh, you know, throwing a bit of... of, of of bombs here and there could also be a possibility. I'm, I'm incapable of telling you who did it, but who it benefits is certainly the, 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 far, the, the far right in Iran or the, the, the more extremists uh, who want to maintain the regime. Uh, this being said, on the American side, you have a strong desire to effect regime change in Iran, get rid of the theocratic government, so maybe that, that's also to their benefit. But the major benefit, and that's why I'm suspicious about Saudi Arabia, is Saudi Arabia if it can get the American to whack Iran. Mm. But whacking Iran is going to create a major disaster, instability in the Middle East. Even Netanyahu doesn't want necessarily an attack on Iran, although he's, he, he talks about it, but, but behind the scene I'm pretty convinced that he doesn't want to, to have more instability in the region when he's holding more and more of the cards. He hasn't been re-elected, he may fail, but in terms of the support of the U.S. to Israel, it is so immense, so complete, that he couldn't ask for a better, a better arrangement. And if we have a war in Iran, it won't help in any way from, from any perspective, commercial, security, and, and whatnot. So I, I, as I said, I can't tell you who did it, but uh, the, the, the Iranians are the least one to benefit from a crisis there. Mm. Ferry de Kirchhoff has been with us, Senior Fellow, Faculty of Social Sciences, Graduate School of Public and International Affairs, University of Ottawa. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Much appreciated. With pleasure. All the best. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.